0: What up, guys? What's going on? Welcome to New Perceptions Podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. Also known as Mr. Ben Brown. Actual name, Benjamin Brown. Um, what's going on, guys? Yeah, episode four. Um, this is going to be um, sort of... I'm, I'm going to do a whole bunch of different types of podcasts. Uh, there's lots of things that I want to be sharing and people that I want to be interviewing and all that jazz um on this podcast but every now and then i think maybe once a week or so i'm just kind of going to go through and give you guys a bit of an update as to what it is that i am up to specifically over the week so i'm just going to talk about like what happened last week really um which seems appropriate since we're on day 7 of january it's january the 7th 2019 um and yeah, a lot's happened in the last week. Obviously, the last time I recorded uh, a podcast was um, on the very last day of 2018. And it, was, um, it wasn't it was my best podcast. I mean, I've done three so far. So, whatever. I'm going to get better at this podcasting thing. But I was feeling in, like, I don't know, just a bit of a weird... Um, not a weird frame of mind, but, like... Um, it was strange we were doing it in a in an Airbnb in Glastonbury and I didn't feel entirely like I was in my flow and um, but that's okay um because part of this podcast for me is about not letting perfection get in the way of progress um and actually just getting these things out, which is <laughs> um which is funny because I've just spent literally the last hour trying to set up this podcast um and record it um, there's a lot i've I'm in Cape Town now by the way. Um my location has changed. Um I have flown down to the southern hemisphere down to Africa. South Africa, Cape Town city. Um if you guys if you guys have been following me for a while you'll know that I spend a lot of time here. It's kind of my second home, but fast becoming over the last like couple of years at least like my number one place that I want to spend time. Um Yeah, in Africa, it just feels right down here. It feels like where I'm most happy. Uh, It feels like where my energy is at its best. And I feel inspired. And I'm just like, I'm a happy little human down here. Um, I'm just going to sip on my tea. Oh, how's it? I've got some uh, lemon, ginger, and turmeric tea going on right now. It's pretty damn delicious um, so yeah a week ago I put, I, uh, put a podcast out um, saying I hope everybody's gonna transition nicely into 2019 and leave behind in 28 leave 2018 behind in the way of not learning the same lessons over and over leaving those old habits and um, and cycles and routines um, behind the ones that don't serve us and taking our energy and trying to find trying to find some new energy trying to find some new cycles some new habits and just kind of like um, being really mindful of um, what it is in 2018 that was working for me and what wasn't and then just like drawing some boundaries up and saying okay well I'm not gonna do that anymore I'm gonna continue doing this rather um, So along with that threshold of moving through into a whole new year, Ella and I have also packed our bags and come down to Cape Town on a much more serious and permanent basis. Last time was a little bit of a, um, I mean, it was a seven week trip down here. So it wasn't a short trip, but it was more of a tester. Um, We didn't have any specific plans other than to sort of get the flat a little bit organized and meet Ella, have Ella meet all my tribe down here and all my people show Ella around Cape Town and South Africa a little bit and just hope that she likes it. And she did. So now we've moved down here, um, which isn't quite so easy. And we make it sound like it's nothing. And we were talking about this yesterday, actually, but it's quite a big thing for us to do. Um, we've only been dating for almost eight months. I say only. Um, yeah, it just feels like considering everything that's happening, and that's happened um, over the last year or so it sometimes feels quite rushed um, to be like settling down and that was causing us both a little bit of anxiety over like the last 24 hours which is totally understandable um, because it's uh, like living with someone someone that I've only, that I only really um, I mean I, I say like I've, I haven't known Ella that long We've only been dating for eight months. And in the same breath, she hasn't known me for that long. And um, so there's a few th- things that we are working on, mostly through com- like good, commun- solid communication, just to make sure we don't get on each other's nerves too much as we're living in this small apartment, um, and give ourselves a fighting chance, you know, to, uh, to um, do all the wild, ambitious things that we want to achieve whilst living together in harmony and helping each other too when and where we can um and also just letting each other get on with our lives too and know that we're not exactly going to be in each other's pockets all the time working on the same projects or like we have two very separate lives also um so yeah teamwork is being learned but yeah i'm in my lounge i'm in cape town this is the first time i'm doing a podcast from cape town i really hope the audio is okay I've got my headphones in and they're like those little in-ear bud headphones. I'm again recording this um podcast with a with an with a relatively cheap microphone plugged into my iPad. And I want to get a pop f- filter, like a pop screen that so when I say p it doesn't like hit you in the eardrums quite so hard. There's a few things that I want to improve definitely. Um and also it's we don't live in a noisy part of Cape Town we're not in a noisy area Um, but just now I literally had to just wait 15 minutes while someone outside just it seemed like said goodbye to their family for like an hour as loud as they could Um, and also in Cape Town it's rare that you have a house or an apartment building with double glazed windows Everything's single glazed windows because it's not so cold here on average as it is everywhere else, it seems. And um, so the the sound kind of travels, which is fine. Um, we're not on a noisy apartment block, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, welcome to Cape Town. I'm so happy to be here, guys. It's, it feels like I've been waiting to come back here. For months, almost the whole year, (laughs) not not quite the whole year, but even though we were here like a couple of months ago and before we went back to the UK for the the last couple of months of um, of 2018, it feels like, I don't know, I've just been waiting this whole year to find myself in a routine or in a position where I can just go, (sighs) ah, okay, right, what are we going to do then? you know, and just, um, and build my routine and find out um, what it is that's serving me and what's not and where it is I want to go, what I want to make, what I want to do, how, what does that look like, do some planning and just get into a normal, healthy routine. Because I think also Ellen and I were talking about this yesterday is that we, um, we're very grateful, of course, for all the opportunities that allow us to travel and be entrepreneurs and work on different projects, work with brands, try and make some money, um, communicate with an audience and all the joys of those challenges. Very, very grateful for and wouldn't change a thing. Except there's a lot of power and a lot of comfort in just staying in one place and just having some routine that you know is good for you and is healthy for you, and settling into that routine for a period of time that can build you up to be exactly where you want to be physically and and emotionally. Um, And I feel like we're finally sort of on that track now. The apartment's looking great. Um, Ella's been... Fantastic with interior designing the place. It's not really something that's like my. I, I think I'd be a good interior designer. Like I know, I think I have good style, but actually implicating and getting things done in terms of like furnishing is not really my um, forte. <laughs> I'd buy, I'd rather be out swimming in the ocean. Um, but I'm beginning to really understand. How nice it is to have like a nest that you can come back to where you can completely be comfortable and chill and have everything you need around you. So that's what we're making. Um just a sip of my turmeric tea. Um but yeah, over the last over the last week, obviously New Year's Eve in Glastonbury was pretty great, very chilled. It was nice to get away. Um, And then, yeah, we spent a bit of time over New Year's and after New Year's as well, like the last week or so. Really, like, trying to understand roughly, because it's difficult at this stage for me right now, to know exactly and precisely what I'm going to be doing this year. I have a rough idea and a a lot of the bigger plans that I'm not really willing to or wanting to talk about publicly right now Um, very exciting big stuff and all the very exciting and big stuff can only happen if I'm doing all the mundane little stuff really well so that's kind of where I'm at right now Um, just powering up really instead of my, my previous sort of attitude to getting things done was just go full steam ahead and um i f- often find it difficult to finish things because i run out i r- run out of interest um or money or time and there's just like a general lack of preparation that leads to me not finishing things um to the quality that i would like to, like to ex- would expect from myself you know and i think that's pretty normal um and i put a lot of pressure on myself to achieve 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 everything um and sometimes that doesn't really work out like the do 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 doesn't really get you exactly where you want to be always which is where i found myself now it's like okay um i'm kind of i can't continue doing until i know why i'm doing it i think that's a fair question to ask and i don't think and i think it's fair also to allow myself some time to figure that one out how long it was going to take me to figure that one out i don't know so far it's taken almost a year i remember this time last year being really not like any kind of a surety that i was um displaying in what i was doing was more of a cover up a subconscious cover up i didn't realize i didn't know what exactly what it was that i was doing i just um was sort of living a a life that wasn't exactly making me happy, but I didn't really want to accept that at the time and because I knew that changes were going to be big and painful and and turbulent um, so now i don't want big and painful and turbulent i want <laughs> I want gentle thought out and powerful execution of things um I think to get to that place is a journey in itself and certainly having all the strengths and the tools um, around you to do all the things and achieve the dreams that I want to achieve is going to take some inward reflection, you know. Um, but I've been doing so much bloody inward reflection and so much personal homework recently that um, I have to balance that without so i don't go crazy basically i've got to balance that whilst i'm in cape town it's super easy for me to balance that because there's plenty of nature there's things that go really well with trying to figure out um like transitional periods of your life it's okay to take a lot of time to figure out it's okay to not know what you want to do um and it's okay to to not have an answer like immediately um i often get frustrated because I, things aren't happening quick enough you know and then I realise that they're not happening quickly because there's all loads of other loads of things that ha- I haven't even started that need to happen before that can happen. You know, um, things take time. Uh, but in Cape Town, everything around me is like a compliment to who I want to be and what I want to do. Um, nature. I want to get out in nature. I want to be involved more with helping people get out into nature and inspiring people out into nature. That's something that I'm definitely very proud of with all of my content that I've made previously. Is that I've it encouraged a lot of people to get hold of their camera and go out and explore the world that, that we this beautiful planet, you know. That's a good place to start for sure. Um in terms of having like a positive impact on people. Get out in the nature, definitely. And now my apartment is like a five minute walk from the beach. Um, and it's like got like a tidal pool there So when the high tide comes in they've built like concrete walls around the rocks So the I'm sure a lot of you guys know what a tidal pool is but if you don't the high tide fills up the tidal pool and then when the tide goes away it leaves water in there but we're on the Atlantic Ocean here, so It's so cold um, and the reason that it gets cold in the water here is because in the summer which is now because we're in the southern hemisphere it's summer right now. So, um, and the prevailing winds in summer in Cape Town are southeasterly. So, the southeaster pumps through Cape Town, um, and which is why it's a particularly popular destination for kite surfers and wind surfers this time of year um, and downwind surf ski kayaking, which is something I used to do. It's super fun. Um, what happens is the southeaster comes through and it like rocks cape town and then it's blowing offshore on the atlantic side so we've got these crazy winds coming down off of table mountain funneling down the mountain side and straight onto the ocean and anybody who's been to cape town when the wind is really pumping will tell you it's like not a pleasant experience you have not seen wind like this before um and of course, that pushes offshore. The surface water goes just gets pushed out to sea. Um, and because the surface water is being pushed out to sea, the cold, cold water from the depths of the Atlantic, sit, like as kind of like a cycle. So as it, as the water gets pushed off of the surface, up comes the cold water to replace it from the depths. That's I think that's accurate. Anyway, that's what SP and um, and my. Uh, Environmental science and like oceanography peeps used to tell me that that's why the Atlantic gets cold And it's also why it gets really clear and clean because it's uh, yeah that cycle of water Um, so I Think I've mentioned before that I like part of my daily routine for a long time now has been to have a cold shower in the morning Um, And when I'm in the UK, it's much it's super easy to have a really really cold shower because the water comes out super cold in the winter um, but here it comes out sort of sort of cold but we've got the Atlantic which is literally jumping in you've got an ice cream headache it's so cold and I'm in there as long as I possibly can And I'm just thinking I'm just thinking about Wim Hof um, and his breathing and he's just like Wim Hof's like uh, quote um, is breathe motherfucker and so I'm just sitting there going hyperventilating like trying not to freak out because it's so cold um but it really is chilly at the moment so i can't stay in for very long and then i'll sit on the rocks and this is all like first thing in the morning part of my new routine is getting up early again getting back into my discipline of like like from my athletic days when i found it i used to think it was super easy to get up early in the morning because i had purpose behind it you know so i've been getting up early i've been jumping in the atlantic freezing cold i've been meditating and I've been, yeah, just eating very healthily, veggies, lots and lots of veggies. Um, laying off the alcohol. I mean, I'm, you guys know I'm not a drinker anyway. Um, and getting some good night's sleep. That's really like sort of the basis of um, of my routine that I'm going to be building. Over the next few weeks and just sort of experimenting with things that i can do over and over again that are going to help make make me stronger in life ready um so yeah flip what else has been going on um just really happy to be back in cape town to be honest like with all my chommies i've got lots of friends down here now and the tribe is very very strong um, and as soon as we landed two days ago Uh, in the in the evening we were treated to um, a delicious vegetarian banquet of food um, from cooked by and presented by um, my very good friend Melissa Delport aka on Instagram truffle journal Um, she's got a cookbook out as well um, which is amazing and yeah i'm I'm gonna try and maybe even get her on the podcast at some stage i think she was pretty keen she's a powerhouse capricorn loves to get things done um and she yeah she's just an incredible person and had lots of people over she's very good at cooking beautiful food for lots of people so everybody comes over and just eats all this high frequency delicious food and hangs out um so it was really nice to catch up with everybody and flip Um, what else I've been up to the last week or so Um, oh yeah I've been borrowing this beautiful car from Land Rover uh, the Discovery Sport Um, which is not exactly my first choice of Land Rover Um, super fun car to drive like for a 4x4 that's capable off road very very fun around the city super speedy um, super comfortable I love it uh, very very good-looking car as well uh, I think it looks way better than the new discovery Um the discovery sport is like like a really cool little rocket ship for me I think it's sick um, obviously I prefer Pumba my old-school defender my 98 TDI um, a little bit more my style and certainly um, but yeah it's been it was really fun to like get hold of a, a nice shiny new car and take and go go shoot that thing in the woods which i did in windsor with my friend chris on his farm we went and took the car for a spin around the woods took a few pictures which i'm going to edit um and put online probably on instagram after i finished this podcast um tea break mm. um so that was super fun really nice also just to like really nice of land rover thank you land rover uk for lending me a car because my last car broke which i had to leave in wales and it got scrapped buster the vrs got scrapped guys it's such a sad story but also quite a funny one um that that was a really interesting few days actually a very challenging few days but buster the vrs is gone um so land rover came to the rescue and let me a car so i could get around and carry on with my life and crack on and it was also a really nice excuse to get my digital camera, my One D, back in my hand and um, shoot some pics. I went for like I haven't actually haven't really looked properly at the pictures yet, but I was going for it was sort of dusk, low lights in the woods with the lights on on the car going round a corner, with leaves everywhere, and I was trying to drag shutter. So drag shutter is like where you you're taking a picture but the speed of the shutter is slow so you get a blurry effect but if you do if you take that picture whilst you're moving um, with the motion of the car sorry I just touched the mic if you do that if you if you drag the shutter and take the picture the idea is what you're looking for is like the car being um, sharp because you're following it with the camera but the background and the rest of the picture is blurry so it gives a lot of motion and movement into the picture it's a really fun way of shooting that's a nice challenge so that's what we kind of went for um, so yeah thanks to Land Rover and there's like some exciting Land Rover announcements that are happening very soon which I'm definitely not allowed to talk about um, but yeah oh, oh also I'm collecting today or tomorrow pumba. Um pumba has been staying um, whilst we're talking about Land Rovers pumba has been at uh, a place called Pondstein 4x4 Um, Which is in Somerset West just outside of Cape Town and those guys look after um, Pumbaa and do all the servicing and repairs and all the work on Pumbaa because if I'm honest They're the only people that I trust with the car anymore. I've been through so many terrible mechanics here um, in Cape Town where they'll charge you an arm and a leg to fix your car and Then like 500 kilometers later something else is broken that, that I actually had fixed the last time I went there and sometimes I've had new parts being swapped with old like I've it's really it's not so easy to get your defender reliably serviced in Cape Town it turns out but we found somewhere Pondstein 4x4 Um, so yeah thanks to those guys eternally grateful for the work that you guys do on Pumbaa and those guys build from the ground up brand new defenders I say brand new like they take an old chassis they they rebuild the whole thing they kind of make it new again and put a new engine in and they get orders um, from all over the world for their beautiful defenders that they build and very very busy the whole time it's actually amazing to go in and watch their workshop they're just so many people just meticulously like building these land rivers these defenders up it's really a vibe if you're into that sort of thing so now we've got Pumbaa back, It's definitely going to be more opportunities to go and shoot that car and go get out into the nature and go get in, into the sand dunes and maybe d- go camping um, and do all the things that I love to do. And that, um, like I was saying earlier, all the things that I'd like, i have like, they're my favourite things to do. And this is what I work for. And this is what I, I want to spend my time doing like with my life. So we will do those things. Um, I also got an amazing Christmas present from Ella she actually gifted it um, to all of her family too so it all went as a group um, if you you might have seen on my Instagram story it looked a little bit crazy but we went to the Saatchi gallery in London where there was an exhibition on there called ocean of air and it's a virtual reality experience where um, you can, you can have a wander around. You've got the goggles on, obviously, and you've got like a bit of a backpack on, and they put things on your hands too, and then they clip something to your earlobe, which monitors your heart rate. And when, you, when you're in your VR world and you look down at your hands, you can see it, they've made it look like the blood vessels of your hands, so you can see your fingertips. And it's visually like the blood and the, your fingertips are kind of like pulsating with your heartbeat. And somehow they also know when you're breathing out. I'm sure I, I didn't really ask how they know this, but you, you breathe out. And um, as you breathe out, you go. And then in front of you, just air molecules just behave, just like sort of smoke, really, but um, obviously animation. And then with your hands, you swipe through that air that you've just breathed out and you see all the molecules reacting and behaving just like, with, like smoke it's incredible um i mean that's a really not like it doesn't sound very incredible the way i described it and like what was going on but um keep in mind you're also in like a 3d space a virtual reality space where you're kind of like at the base of a tree you're at the foot of a tree and you're in nature a little bit but you can walk through the tree and look up and see just like spirals going up to the top of the tree and it's It was a very calm, um, trippy, um, thought-provoking experience. Um, Certainly, everybody was... I think it's... I don't know how long it is. like 10 minutes. Everybody took their goggles off afterwards and was just very at peace, like very calm and not really understanding exactly what went on, but um, really cool sort of therapy as it were i think virtual reality is going to be a really nice way for people to um jump into another world um and calm themselves down and just like take some time if you maybe don't have time or, or maybe you don't have a woodland nearby that you want to go walk through and have a breathe <laughs> in the future people are going to be checking on their virtual reality sets to have their like nature fix it's going to be weird but it was very exciting and then thank you ella for such an epic Uh, Christmas present Um, and also if you're in London I think it's traveling around the world it's called ocean of air Um, but yeah check it out homies highly recommend it Um, so yeah we flew back um, we flew back two days ago and usually I fly down um, with British Airways direct um from London Heathrow all the way down to Cape Town, it takes like twelve hours, sometimes less um it 's a super easy flight it 's overnight. you get on the plane at like seven eight o 'clock at night, and you wake up in the morning you 're there um, except Cape Town International Airport hasn 't yet invested in a longer runway or the new like terminal docking things to allow the big a380 planes to come and land so it's super frustrating because it's 2019 and we're flying in these old old um boeing 747 jumbo jet planes Um, which i don't mind i'm into the retro vibe I love a bit of retro, you know me. And I think those jumbo jets are such classic planes. And I think as far, I don't know much about aviation, but I think they changed the game. They were very, they were like the A380 of their day, um, having an upstairs section and first class and stuff. But it's it's so expensive, guys, to fly down um, with British Airways Direct. Which I I I understand long haul flying is an expensive business. But don't charge me for like an Uber Lux and then have an Uber Uber pool turn up, you know? Like I really feel like they've they've completely like gut that plane. Take all the old cuck seats out. Like honestly the screens in there are so old and terrible. It makes me it it makes me angry. This is a bit of a rant, and I need to just get the fuck over this. But it makes me so angry um, to be to fly on these old planes and pay the pli- the price of a new plane, you know. So this time, rather, it turns out that um, we booked our flight, and the cheapest one to, was to go via Joburg. Um and actually it was for some reason cheaper to go with premium economy which is um like supposed to be sort of a middle ground between economy um seating and and business class but um I thought okay cool we're on a nice brand new plane surely down to which we were down to joburg and then when you connect your flight and we got a again an old average plane across to Cape Town which is a two-hour flight Um, and they forgot to organize our vegetarian meals um, which usually isn't super a big deal for me I usually opt for vegetarian on a plane anyway because I don't trust that shit (laughs) and then your food comes out before everybody else as well and then you can kind of get your eating thing I hate eating airplane food as well I always try and have like a big meal before I get on a long-haul flight wagamamas or somewhere relatively healthy um before just being served that terrible terrible food and it for some reason on british airways it used to be in premium economy that you, the food was like good and you get like metal cutlery because the whole single-use plastic cutlery thing is also disgusting um but they just don't do that anymore and this time they also forgot that we were that we'd ordered vegetarian food so and then they sent, they handed me the menu. The dude was like, oh, sorry, like, for some reason, something's gone wrong. But here's the menu if you want to choose something else. And it was like, chicken or beef? Would you like chicken or beef, sir? I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Old school Ben would not have been fussy. I would have been like, give me both. Give me the chicken and the beef. Um, but now I'm just very conscious about what goes into my body and how it makes me feel. Um, and I would far prefer not to eat anything than to eat that horridly processed and then microwave reheated airplane food. I totally understand that on an airplane, it's all about weight, right? So, can't you take some money off my flight and then just not give me any shit food at all? Just don't, just, I'd rather not. Because also it's just, it fills... It feels like we'd all be better, especially in economy. I'm sure it's a completely different story. In fact, I know it's a different story in business class. You actually get real food and they serve it to you on a real plate with actual cutlery. And it turns out nobody ends up stabbing each other anyway. But um, give me an option to not have to eat your terrible food. And like, yeah, it just feels wasteful and single, single UC and just, I don't like it. So that's my rant out of the way. <laughs> um, apologies for that, and I'm sure it's not just British Airways that has to like sort their food out. But like, do we still need to use a brand new plastic cup every time you give me half a cup of water? Like, I don't know. It just feels unnecessary. Um, but this is again like stuff that I never really used to care that much about, um, and now I just think I actually don't. I don't want to do too much flying actually because it's a big old carbon footprint, and certainly not until I try to figure out a way to um, combat, or at least, like, start to have a slightly smaller carbon footprint, you know. I don't know. Figuring these things out. Let you know how we go. Um. So, yeah, we arrived in Cape Town. Oh, but let me just rant about one more thing. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know already that I dislike this immensely and i don't know if anybody any of you guys out there can relate to this but um and definitely i need to check my privilege because flying is a privilege in itself but when you land somewhere and you go to collect your bags from the carousel right everybody's already like agitated and rushing off of the plane and like trying to get there first and like everybody's angry because flying is generally a stressful experience because we're being, we're overcharged and et cetera. <laughs> and then you get to the, of course, everybody's agitated. You get to the baggage, baggage carousel. And I usually cruise through, like I'm never the first to the baggage carousel. Like I don't want to watch that thing like start up. It's not exciting for me anymore. You, you're not allowed to even sit on it. Um, So I get there and I can't even see the baggage carousel because people are surrounding it. Now, this seems normal, right? You've got to go over to the baggage carousel. You've got to see whether your bag's there. (sighs) If if everybody would just take, like, three or four steps back, everybody take a few steps back, then everybody can see the baggage carousel. And guess what? 99.9% of the time that you're waiting by the baggage carousel, you ain't getting your bag. You're waiting for it, just like everybody else. So... (laughs) This is really one of my, like, pet peeves. And it really teaches me to be patient patient at airports. And it really... (laughs) But just step the fuck back (laughs) so that I can see my bag when it is or isn't coming. So And then I, like, be standing on my trolley because I'm short anyway, like, agitated and, like, trying to see if my bag's even coming. And then when it is coming, I can't even get to the frickin' thing because, like, peeps are just so unconscious. It just feels like unconscious. It's like, wake up. I just want to like get a megaphone and just be like, could everybody please take a step back so that we can see the fucking bags. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's probably not that funny, but I, I just, what's funny is how agitated I get about it. And now I just see it as an opportunity to remind myself that there are a lot of unconscious humans out there and there's nothing I can do about it. And they're going to be in the way often, and to forgive them for that because they probably there's a reason why people are like unconscious about things, um, and I'm definitely unconscious about things that upset people, and have been for a lot a long time. Like, but if like I don't I don't even know where to like begin because it feels like I'm complaining about something I shouldn't be complaining about, but at the same time it's like come on guys, like this is really basics, this is like basic stuff here, anyway that's not the last time I'm probably going to talk about the baggage carousel situation um, on the podcast, but I had to ventilate about that one, you know, get the vintage out Um, what else has been going on, flip, Um, yeah caught up with the tribe, the tribe down here at the moment is really strong, we've got like Um, everybody's get sunk their teeth into loads of work there's um let me just speak about the tribe down here for a few minutes because i love my people down here so i already spoke about mel who is an incredible photographer and a chef food photographer um she's got a cookbook out called whole which is incredibly um healthy eating and recipes um I'm gonna try and actually do some cooking from that cookbook at some stage. Um but also we got um Nordir, who is my friend, um who produced um who has he been producing? Jeremy Loop's music video. And um Brinno also, Bryn North, who is Loki the best travel filmmaker that I know. Um anybody that follows Bryn will know that like he kills it. Is like amazing. Um, Those guys have been doing a lot of work um, recently and been traveling around Africa and working for I4 animal welfare charities and just doing loads of really great conscious work. Um, And Kyle Myloff, my friend, has been in Saudi Arabia um, shooting. And just working for the tourism board there, which I think is one of the first... I think maybe he's one of the first people to go there. Or I'm going to try and ask him a bit more about it. But he's been getting some incredible shots. Everybody's just out here, like, getting their work done. Um, And we've got, of course, uh, Tom Lovemore. Um, He's a very close friend of mine. um, Who is part-time guide for Atlantic Outlook. Um, Yeah, he's just... He's having a great time. He's uh, he gave up drinking like three months ago because he was getting caught up, I think, by the student lifestyle, um, and he just hasn't even looked back. He's like, I don't want to stop. I, like, I, why would I start drinking again or start like partying again like that? Everything's going so well for me. It's so productive, and I feel I feel like he's got this um, energy now that's kind of like boundless, which is really nice to see. Very inspiring. Um, but yeah, there's loads of people down here that I love and feel very connected to and feel very lucky to know um and it kind of is just like a bit of the theme that an underlying theme down here it's cape town is a small city um but lots of beautiful people um yeah flip oh also i i mean i as an influencer or like instagrammer or someone who's got like a lot of followers on the internet I get sent free stuff or at least offered to be sent free stuff quite frequently and I usually just say no thank you because it's usually not like a brand that I'd wear or use or support or want to be affiliated with um, so I say no Um I know like if you're a few influencer friends because there's never any obligation behind these um, free things, you usually get an email from like a marketing agency just saying, we want to send you the new, uh-uh, buy so-and-so, and like, no strings attached, so, yeah, I've just been starting to say yes to a few more of those things, certainly not the ones that I feel like are a complete waste of my time, um, or completely misaligned with me and my brand and what I'm doing on the internet, but, um, there was a really exciting collaboration recently where I think, uh, Christopher Rayburn, um, who is a designer um he's a fashion designer um he is i think he's now like either collaborated with or is just straight taken over timberland the brand um and designing and making these really cool like um urban-y kind of sustainable pieces of clothing and i got sent a couple of the hoodies and they're so cool um so I was busy wearing one of those in one of my Instagram stories thanking Christopher Rayburn, um for doing such a great job he's actually a really inspiring dude I think we're about the same age as well um, and he's just like creative director for Timberland sick and just like smashing it with the um, sustainability in terms of the way the products are made and distributed um, it's very ethical which is cool Uh, So shout out to Timberland X Rayburn for sending me a jersey. Um, And I'm like, I I dig fashion. Like, I'm not a big fashion head. I'm not, I I think about what I'm wearing always, almost always. Um, And I like, I think I kind of have, like I'm finding my style a little bit at the moment. It's kind of like a cross between like... um, sort of 70s or 80s, it's like 70s, 80s, 90s, kind of uh, vintage thrifting kind of look, but then i wear like a sick Patagonia jacket that's like brand new and have like a modern twist on it. That's kind of the vibe that I'm going with mm-hmm. often. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to indulge in some fashion, and some new clothing so long as it's kind of sustainable and eco groovy and conscious um, like those I got sent these really cool shoes called all birds shoes and aside from being like the most comfy shoes ever these none of these are adverts by the way I'm not getting paid to say any of this I'm just really curious about it because this is me and this is my business and this is what I do um, yeah these all birds shoes are sustainably made and They're quite pricey, but shoes are quite pricey, I think. And they're, like, backed by um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and they sent me some, and they really like a... So that kind of stuff is, like, uh, conscious brands. Um, That's what really makes me really stoked. Um, And also, I like the challenge of, like, sort of uh, showing me and my journey, in my content, as well as just, like, branded stuff, you know? um if that makes sense um yeah flip what else started reading Steve Jobs biography um by uh the one by Walter Isaacson um super fascinating really really fascinating and i mean i've i've read one of um i read another Steve Jobs book um and i've been a fan of Steve Jobs but not really um so much of a hardcore fan that i like know all about him and everything that happened to him so it's really fascinating to read from someone else's perspective especially such an incredible writer walter isaacson um is an incredible um biograph biographical author um and the reason i started reading this is because hello is like oh did you know that actually uh that um Steve Jobs also is a Pisces with an Aries moon. And I don't know if you guys have uh, picked up at all about I'm getting more and more interested in astrology. And my sun is in Pisces. My moon is in Aries. And my ascendant is um, Aquarius. Anyway, Steve Jobs also is sun in Pisces and moon in um, Aries. So I was just like immediately interested. I was like, oh, I'll probably relate to you on a few things. Definitely can. Reading his book, like, definitely can relate to Steve Jobs. Um, which is fun. Um, shame that guy's dead. Shame. Rest in peace, Steve. But you what a legacy he left, eh? Um, talks about that in the book, actually. About how he always wanted to build something that was going to outlive him. Um... Yeah, I think he he freaking did that, didn't he? As I'm recording this like podcast, uh, with surrounded by Apple products that allow me to do what I want to do and allow me to be creative in the ways that I want to be creative. Often they're very frustrating, but I think I I wonder how different Apple products would be if Steve was still around. Um. But yeah. Oh, I also uh, <laughs> I'm really like fussy with my notepads and my notebooks and around this time of year like around new year's is the time that i like to get a new notepad you know you gotta start fresh um and my favorite notepads are moleskin notepads always have been they're just the kind of notepads that in like after a year of them being your bag they just look great as opposed to like falling apart and they're gonna last the test of time they'll stand stand the test of time um and I, I'm very meticulous with the way I go about sort of recording stuff now um, and writing things down. Certainly if there's something that I'm reading about in one of my books or something I've read or like a quote I've seen on Instagram, um, I'll write it down with, and I'll make sure to put the date so that when I'm looking back through all these notes in um, in the future, like it's all organised, you know, and I can kind of see my progress and I... Yeah, it's, what I, it's a big part of like what I, how I like to sort of make sense of everything and plan and do my to-do lists. And every morning I write down like what I'm grateful for. And if I, like I say, if I see a quote that I like, which I wrote down, actually, I found a quote the other day on the internet, um, which I wrote down and I was waiting to tell you guys. Kind of sums up um, life for me last year. And I think life for a lot of people last year um, it's quite quite a shake-up and I don't know who the quote is by unfortunately I probably could just Google it and um, it's one of those ones that I found on um, on my Explorer page on Instagram but it says when the time comes for you to change or grow the universe will make it so uncomfortable you'll eventually have no choice so for me, it was like that hit home real hard because sometimes and often we don't feel like it's a good time for challenges to be hitting us. Like we don't know why is this happening right now. Like I feel so uncomfortable um, and it forces you to change and adapt and have a little wiggle around and a reshuffle of your life and be like, oh, OK, <sighs> oh, OK, well, I learned that that's definitely not for me. OK, cool. We're going to move on and carry on trying to figure this thing out. Um, but it's that discomfort that causes you to change and it causes you to evolve and not sit still like the universe will um, will make you uncomfortable if it wants you to keep moving or you thinks you're doing the wrong thing Um, and I went for years ignoring those discomforts thinking this is just part and parcel of you know what it takes to make it whatever make it means Um, but yeah things got real uncomfortable for me Um, actually starting around this time last year this is when it really all started to kick off before I had the motorcycle accident anyway things were particularly uncomfortable for me for actually most of 2017 was pretty like I spent a lot of time time ignoring The discomforts that I should have been addressing and removing and um, changing and growing through in my life. And I just refused. I was like, I don't need to do any more growth. I just need to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, so then the motorcycle happened, motorcycle accident happened, severe discomfort. Um, And then I had no choice Um, but to grow and change and evolve. And leave behind the things that weren't serving me and the things that were making me unhappy, despite that not necessarily being popular opinion for those that were around me and those who thought that they understood my reality online. Um, which of course is a limited scope of how much you see of a person online. Um, it's very easy to judge, um, sort of internet celebrity peeps, and just like, Oh, yeah, it's um. Uh, everything's perfect for you um, because perfect sells so yeah um, that was a nice quote and I wrote that down in my new moleskin book in my new moleskin diary I've actually got two now because I find myself doing so much writing um, about things that I'm interested in right now that I um, I've got just a plain one it's actually not a plain one It's it says in the front here it's like a professional notebook and it's not my preference. I like the dotted ones. I don't need lines. Just give me dots so I can like draw as well. Like, when there's lines, I feel like I'm not allowed to draw on it. Um, I like to do a lot of sketching in my notebooks too, and just scribbling and drawing. So I've got that um, for like writing notes and planning podcasts like this one. Um, trying to bring a little bit more structure into this one and um, have a bit more of a plan of what I'm going to say and then I've got this other much thicker moleskin twice as thick in fact <laughs> and this is one of those ones that's one it's a year calendar like it's a diary a proper diary and it's one day per page so and in the front it's got like one month per page um for the first few pages which is really useful and I can kind of also um, out when my full moons are and stuff like that so I can just have a little bit of an understanding about what's going on astrologically specifically locally with our moon because I'm like if I'm um, if I am sensitive to this stuff which I feel like I am becoming more sensitive to it um, through understanding and knowledge um, then I better know what's going on so that I can know what i'm supposed to be feeling you know and if i don't feel anything then it'll be like okay well maybe maybe it doesn't hold quite so much weight as what i thought but only one way to find out wow my stomach is rumbling i need to eat some lunch excuse me if my if this like sounds like it's growling um so yeah i've got my moleskins i've got my plans going down Um, And it feels really good. I've been getting up, well, we got up fairly early this morning. I think we got up at like half six. My plan is to be getting up at 5 a.m. by next week, which means much earlier nights. I need to be getting to bed by like 10. Um, And then we did a whole bunch of stretching and like yoga. And um, Ella bought a tea, no, a tea, a juicer. Ella's parents had a super schmancy... Um, juicer that they weren't using so they very kindly um, gave it to us slash loaned it to us slash ella didn't really give them much choice just packed it and stole it (laughs) so thank you to to the dentons for the really nice juicer it's one of those ones that you kind of see in the cafe where they like have a thing they chuck the stuff in the top and then there's like a, a funnel that they have a press and it just goes and just spits out perfect juice and then pulp comes out the other side so that's fun (laughs) um but yeah it's, it's literally day two of us being back in the mother city in cape town um but yeah i think like thinking about the last week like when we were in the airbnb actually um in Glastonbury I was thinking about how fun it would be actually to have an Airbnb one day, or a B and B or a campsite, or something to host people. Um and I wouldn't necessarily be directly hosting, but creating experiences around staying somewhere, like a sleepover somewhere. I think a campsite might be right up my street. Um one day maybe I'll have a campsite in the UK. And or one in South Africa. That would just be like the best campsite you've ever seen. <laughs> that would be super fun. Um, and yeah, well, talking about also setting intentions through the new year. Um, according to uh, popular astrology, with your monthly lunar cycles with the moon, obviously it goes from a new moon um to a full moon um, over and back again over the course of a month. Um, And apparently it's really good on a new moon to be setting your intentions. Whoa, definitely hungry, did you hear that? (laughs) New moons are really good for setting intentions. So you kind of um, around that sort of time, specifically on the day of the new moon, which is yesterday um we sat and i sort of wrote down all the things that um all my intentions going forwards and particularly because it was a, a new moon in capricorn which probably doesn't make much sense to anybody who doesn't know much about astrology but it's um capricorn basically a new moon in capricorn is a lot about like um Making practical changes and practical adaptations in your life and um capricorns are very good at organizing and doing and achieving um they get shit done and uh, and so a new moon in capricorn setting intentions around exactly that um in fact i've i wrote down a bunch of them and it's just the stuff that really i know that i've been going to going to want to be getting more into when, since I'm back here to help my health and help my progress on my journey but just like meditating just consistent exercise early mornings getting my photo and my video editing, da- editing editing done but in like a structured way that where I have boundaries between my life and my work um, actually going out and seeking those missions and seeking those photos and flying the drone and shooting and doing all the things that I enjoy doing um, in order that I have some photos and videos to edit when I come home. Getting back on my Instagram story game. So, um, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go and check me out, Mister Ben Brown. Um, and there you'll be able to see like more of a daily sort of update of what I'm up up to. It's just a lot easier for me to um, keep my boundaries set when I'm sharing through Instagram. It's very quick and easy for me, and I can get as creative as i want to with it and i can keep you guys up to date um staying on top of emails reading books not watching like i mean i don't really watch tv or netflix or anything like that anyway it's not really my jam um but really focusing on my my nutrition um and actually focusing everything on sort of on the inside out you know Coming, coming back into myself in order to help everything that's happening on my outer world Um, and just breathing, breathing breathing, breathing, is like whew, something that has, I've been finding so much power and peace in this year, like people you know when you're um, upset about or someone's upset about something in you, or even in the movies or just life generally people are like okay, okay calm down Breathe, breathe. Take a deep breath, and you're like, "Shut up!" I'm like freaking out about something. time I want you to take a deep breath. That's exactly what you need to do. Like, um, it's like, in terms of your biology, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? It's it's being a, like the human body is a complicated machine. Um, but the one thing that helps you connect back. Into your mind and like be more mindful and take control over your mind which um, is the uh, sort of controller of your emotions breathing is the the fastest and best way to reconnect with your with your mind like that so literally just taking a few minutes in the morning to focus on your breath take a nice deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth like a nice long um, <laughs> not like that exactly but um, it's really powerful and it's really good for you and it helps level the playing field a little bit in your head and in your body chemistry so you have a, you have like a fighting chance if you have a, a bit of a day or if you like most of us live like pretty intense lives where we're confronted with a lot of challenges throughout our whole day that are testing our patients constantly um so bring, bringing everything back to your breath helps you bring everything sort of into clarity in your mind. That's only something I've been working on recently, um, but already finding a lot of strength in it. Um, I say only been working, I mean like the mindful side of things, like meditation. I've been doing a bit of meditation, but I wasn't really focused on my breathing so much. I was focusing on meditating. and I was like, I don't know, I just got to meditate, guys. <laughs> So I just close my eyes and like try and clear my mind, but it'd be really difficult to do unless I was working on my breath breath work too. But you know how I say I do cold showers um, or jumping in the cold ocean or any kind of extreme where your body is like exposed to extreme cold, like rolling in the snow or anything that makes you hyperventilate and freak out and think you're gonna die. That's also a really good way of getting back into your breathing. Um, because, and I mean, I wasn't very good at it this morning, certainly, when I jumped in the ocean. It was so cold, guys. I Normally, I can kind of push through a little bit, and then I'm definitely cold, but I'm, I don't, like, get shakes afterwards. Like, I'm not um, hypothermic afterwards. But, yeah, that definitely takes practice. That comes back to the whole Wim Hof breathing method method thing where you are um, hyperventilating really and like purging your body full of oxygen which previously i've been told is something that's bad and you don't want to get dizzy you'll fall over like don't make yourself dizzy i mean don't purge my whole body with this vital beautiful oxygen that we need to survive like why not (laughs) so um I want to actually do the Wim Hof course. I think you can do an online one, but I also kind of want to save it for doing it in real life with him one day. And shout out to Wim Hof, actually, because um, what an incredible human. Just if you don't follow him, have a little look for him online. I think he's Iceman Hof, but just search for Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. Yeah, he's just an amazing human He just... he What I love about him, he doesn't give a fuck about what everybody thinks of him. Um, and why would you? Like, when you are such a... Like, he's so powerful and so happy and just he epitomizes the the human spirit and nature um, of, like, humanity for me. It's so, so cool. I really want to meet him one day. He's definitely a wizard. <laughs> he's magic. Um Yeah, and he's bringing healing through breathing techniques to the masses through his courses. And um, he's bringing confusion a little bit around science and around traditional methods of like healing processes. Very interesting. Highly recommend getting involved in that kind of thing. A good place to start with the Wim Hof thing is look for, search for Joe Rogan's podcasts. He's done two, or maybe even three now with him, but certainly two that I've heard. Um, changed my world, like really amazing podcasts. So check those out. Um, flip. What else? Oh yeah, I've just started reading. I got Robin Sharma's new book, The Five A.M. Club, which he's been writing. I've been. I followed Robin Sharma on Instagram as well. He's a very inspiring, dude. Um. And I've read a bunch of his books. Uh one the most popular one is called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. If any of you guys have read that or heard of that. This is Robin Sharma's work. Um so I'm only a few pages into it, but the Five AM Club is a concept um that he teaches and has taught and has spoken about in his books for a long time. But I think this is kind of like the five AM Club seems like um His his number one book, you know, like that he's sort of going to put out in his life. Um, So I'll let you know how that's going. Considering I want to join the 5am club and I want to get all my productivity up and I want to start like smashing it again, whatever that means. I feel like I'm smashing it already just because I have a lot more control over my emotions and my mind. I kind of don't necessarily know exactly where I'm going right now. But I know the journey is going to be amazing, and it already is. And I will find out in due time exactly what it is that I'm doing this year um, uh, through um, being mindful and not trying to escape that um, reality. Really, I suppose, um, uh, and my responsibilities, and 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 um, because I want to keep this whole thing going there's um only a very small part of me that wants to delete everything off of the internet and go and live in the woods <laughs> there's in, and that small part of me is getting smaller by the day um okay what else flip have i been like said that i was going to talk about on this podcast i've got all my notes down here look at this Um. plans. I guess plans for next week are I'll let you know how I'm going after this week in terms of um, my routine and getting up early and um, keep up with me, like I said before, on the Instagram to see what I'm up to. I'm, I I want to do some more free diving. Oh, I've also got a garage um, full of camping gear, surfboards, Land Rover parts, um <laughs> Camera bits and pieces, like the garage is full of all sorts of delights, but it's a complete mess, so I'm going to have to really spend some time. What I want to do is make the garage like the sort of place where if Tom or someone phones me and says, "We're going freediving, can you come?" I can just go, "Yeah, and grab my free diving box with all my wetsuit and everything I need in it, chuck it in the car and just go. That kind of like organization helps make my life a little bit more easy. And I'm more likely to say yes to the things I'm supposed to be doing rather than being like, oh, no, I'm not going to go freediving because I still don't know where my mask is or my weight belt is missing and all these other excuses. Um, So it's time to say no to a whole bunch of stuff for a while and just like figure out my life, find my routine, find my feet and then just go. It's really exciting. Um, But yeah right now i'm just going to say thank you so much also for everybody who's like subscribed on apple podcasts or overcast or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on which is also now available on spotify so if you're listening to this on spotify please give us a little follow That really helps with everything um and i will see you guys on instagram um until next time, when I make a another podcast, I think I might have a, try and get a guest on um, since I'm surrounded by some of my most favourite people in the world in Cape Town. I've got to get some of them on this podcast. We're just going to talk about life, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are doing really well. I hope you had a really good first week of 2019. Um, and wherever you are in the world, um, I'm sending you some love and thank you so much for listening to this again like it really means the world to me um, that I can continue to uh, communicate with you guys and sort of share my thoughts on things um, and keep you guys up to date right now I'm gonna sit in front of my computer edit some photos spend two hours editing um, a video and then I'm going to go for maybe... Actually, I'm going to go get some lunch first. I'm going to go chow a load of vegetables. I'm telling you guys, this whole veggie thing... I'm pretty convinced on it, hey. I'm feeling pretty freaking... Yo, know, did you hear that? Another rumble from my tummy. I'm feeling pretty freaking hungry. I have to eat a lot more in order to maintain my weight when when you're going sort of plant-based. Um, But, yeah, I mean it's definitely giving my body a bit of a break from dealing with meat. Um, and I don't really... Sometimes, like, when we... Sometimes if I can smell a choppy on the braai, like a lamb chop on a braai... A braai is South African for barbecue, by the way. If I can smell a lacquer choppy on a the braai, then I'm like, oh, fuck. I do actually miss chewing on that piece of meat. Um, but... Mm, not to the point where I'd ever consider eating one now. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that might sound really weird to a lot of people, but it doesn't sound more weird to anybody. It doesn't sound weirder to anybody other than me. I used to eat so much meat. Like, this is a big transition. This is a big change. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, look at me. Like, I don't eat meat anymore. I'm better than everybody. Right. This is a personal experiment. And it's I'm only going to continue doing it if it's working for me and it's working for me. So, um, the other nice thing is that, like, <laughs> weirdly, and this shouldn't, um, I mean, it mostly has an impact on me because of my public um, sort of lifestyle, you know, and I like to share the things that I'm trying. But the whole plant based, like, category plant-based as opposed to vegan has has been a bit of a lifesaver for me um, because <laughs> my old like um, interactions, so my previous interactions with some sort of vegan Nazis online has left such a, excuse the pun, like bad taste in my mouth um, that I just didn't, I was like also like, I I don't want to misrepresent veganism any further because that was the m- number one complaint, right? Like you're misrepresenting veganism. It's like, well, actually, I'm, I'm just trying here. Like, give us a break. Um. So plant based, I can get away with just saying like, yeah, I, I'm I don't really eat animal products, which I actually don't. Like, I avoid cheese most of the time, but I I love cheese. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love cheese. So I'll eat it if I want it but it just isn't very often, because I don't feel great after I've eaten it. Um, And as for meat, that's just not really even a thing anymore at all. Like, at all. It's really strange. Um, But if I feel a real craving for something, and it's there, and it's um, not just a fucking McDonald's burger or something low frequency and disgusting, then yeah, I might have a little chew on it, because I'm not a vegan. I'm (laughs) plant-based. I also eat honey still, and um, and the odd egg every now and then if it's high quality, not like the shit in a tray that they serve you on a flight. First thing in the morning, they give you that horrible egg-like thingy frittata. I don't know what the f- hell that is, but it's disgusting and it needs to stop. <laughs> um, but what do I know? Anyway, this is the end of the podcast. Um, thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Oh, thanks for listening to this noisy motorbike go by. Um, let me know what you think in, about what's happening here with the podcast. Um, I invite you to let me know what you think, but I also invite you to, like, if you don't have anything particularly, like, nice to say. I don't think you would have made it all the way to the end of this podcast if you didn't have, if you weren't, like, some kind of... If if you were a hater... <laughs> um, And I guess some haters maybe are, like, sitting out there, like, writing all this shit down for fodder. Um, So so I'm just going to say, how's it to all the haters? I'm going to guess there's one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Um, Haters need love too, guys. They need all the love, actually. Um... But yeah, if you wanna wanna let me know what you think of this whole thing, like I know this microphone situation is a little bit difficult. I'm like being quite close to it. I've got my headphones in. I'm trying to suss out the whole sound thing. I was even messing around in GarageBand just now because I record these in um, I record these podcasts in on the app Anchor, but I'm always looking for better ways, like or ways of improving the quality of things, especially since we're like four episodes in now i want to start stepping my game up you know and getting more invested in it and making these things better so i appreciate the feedback that you guys are sending me in the comments in the comments in my dms i'm sorry i can't reply to all of my dms i do read them um so yeah thanks for sending me the love and like i said 10 minutes ago i'm gonna end this podcast um but yeah i love you guys so much and i'll speak to you very very soon peace